there's composting. Uh, this is for general recycling here. Uh, we've got one for our worm farm, and then washing and squashing is pretty much the main one. If you wash and squash, well, then you're more likely to recycle it. Reduce, reuse and recycle has been the catch cry to anyone who wants to reduce their carbon footprint or be more conscious of their household waste. Parakore is about that and much more, as I found out when I met Pene Campbell. So this is all our signage for um, Parakore here at uh, Kerekereo Marae. And the programme has spread to over 130 marae and a number of Māori organisations since it launched back in 2009. But to take on the kaupapa takes due diligence. Penny Campbell says it requires group effort and not just one or two people. So this week on Tiahika, I go behind the scenes to find out how parakore works at Kirikirirua Marae in Hamilton. So, this is like, a, like where we have all our wanang, so we have all, all sorts of things going on here. Oh, you take our tārangi here. Yeah, yes. our tārangi, all sorts of uh, kohangas here, all, all sorts of um, groups work here. So this here, and this is the kota that goes with it. Oh, so yeah. this is one of the, the size of the crates, kind of a nice size crate that can kind of fit underneath uh, inside kitchens. So this is a mixed one for everything. Ya kuroranga tira ma no mai haramai anu kitine o ngawahanga ko tiahika ko Justin Murray aho. At any large-scale event, big crowds means big waste, and food can be the main culprit, especially if it's wrapped in plastic. It was a Māori kaupapa event in Hamilton where Gannon Ormsby, who at the time was at the Waikato Regional Council, began to rethink the practices of waste management. It came about because um, one of our, our members um, many years ago saw rubbish after um, the Tainui Games in, uh, in, I think, 2008. And he thought he needed to do something about reducing waste uh, in our in our hui huinga and uh, on our marae. And so there was born uh, Parakori. So Tainui Games was held at a particular marae. Uh, it, it, it usually is held at the Hopu Hopu out there um, in the in the grounds out there. Uh, a big big um, big uh, iwi games. Lots of people and lots of, uh, as you know, lots of food. Wherever our people gather, we always have food. And a lot of the time that food that we're buying is uh, uh, comes in pretty much packaging that we can't uh, recycle. Because uh, I guess a lot of the times we find that rubbish that's just left, been left around generally gets picked up by uh, Tawhiri Mātea and Hopuopu is right beside the Waikato River. If it isn't picked up, it... it doesn't take much to get blown into the river and, and you've seen the, the consequences of um, rubbish ending up in, in our waterways and, and finding its way to its burial plot out there in the, in the Pacific. So, so Gannon brought the idea back to his team at Waikato Regional Council um, and one of, one of the workers there, uh, Susa Cooper, she was formerly... Um, uh, one of the education officers out at Extreme Waste in Raglan, and she organised getting Jackie on board. And then I was living here in Hamilton, and Jackie rang me and said, um, "I want you to come on this, join this group, and we're, we're going to look at 
minimising waste um, on our marae. Because for years we'd been uh, running recycling, we'd been uh, sorting rubbish, and you can only do you can only sort rubbish for uh, a certain amount of time. Then you get kind of burnt out because all you're doing is just uh, looking after someone else's problem. So really, parakore, in the first instance, you start by recycling, but we need to be thinking about how do we minimise the waste in the first place so we don't have to recycle it as the the last uh, last thing we do to it. Gannon's idea to minimise waste on marae grew, and it was in 2009 that Jackie Forbes was introduced to the kaupapa. Today she is Parakore's general manager, based in Whangarua, Raglan. I was working at Extreme Zero Waste uh, at the time. That's a community um, <coughs> recycling organisation in Whangarua, in Raglan. And what happened is that uh, extreme Waste was asked to put an application into the Sustainable Management Fund for funding to start off this marae recycling project and so uh, I was the one that put that application in and we were successful and started in July 2009. Ever since then um, I've been working uh, on Parakuri. Now on your website you've got some pretty um, pretty impressive statistics. How would you describe that that um, progression since Parakore first had its pilot marae and then it branched out to many marae in the Waikato region? What are some of those milestones, Jackie? I guess we've been really fortunate in that it, there was really good timing. Um, the Waste Minimisation Act went through in 2008 and so what that meant was that for every tonne of waste going to landfill, there was a $10 levy put on on each tonne, and that went to a waste minimisation fund, and you can apply to that fund. So that's how um, we've had really strong f- support from that fund, and each year we've been applying to it to make the programme available in a new region. I talked to Penny about some of the work required by marae to carry out recycling, and especially when you were talking about marae that are rurally based, you know, they may not be as busy as, you know, more urban-based marae. So what are some of the challenges that you um, have encountered with in terms of carrying out parakore successfully? Yeah, one of the challenges is finding a champion, finding someone who's passionate about it, who who can, can lead the kaupapa on the marae. We do stress that it's not um, a program just for one or two people to implement, but it's an education program for everyone. But sometimes, you know, the people working on the marae are already doing, you know, five or different, you know, doing many roles within that marae. So um, adding another role um, to some people's workload um, can be challenging. So I guess it's capacity. Our mission is focused around marae. We also work with um, Māori organisations such as Kōhanga, Reo. We work with some radio stations, sports clubs, um, Te Wānanga o Aotearoa offices. So um, we want to work in organisations as well because it's a really um, effective way of, of spreading the message and influencing more behaviour change.
So we're inside um, uh, Kiritahi is the name of this whare. Gee, hopefully I've got it right, Rangi. Um, and this is the name of our, our um, whare kai, the big whare kai. Um, we're in the kota. Yeah, and there's some of our seeds, there's some bins for, for recycling, that black one. Here at Kirikirirua Marae, Penny shows me around the Farikai where the recycle bins are located. There are also signs posted up on the walls. Bakashi is the practice of fermenting organic waste. The word itself originates from Japan. With bakashi, you take the leftover food scraps, add it with bakashi mix, put it in a bucket, and it will ferment over time. What you end up with is prime compost for the garden. It's a process, however, that does take some effort, as Penny explains. So bakashi composting is about um, composting the food waste. No soups, juices, bones or shells. Do people find it, oh, there's too much work there? Yeah, they they do. You have to yeah, you have to have the, those people. So the ones at Tekoha, they are really. We had a couple of women there that were really onto it. You know, really like chasing up their her work their workmates to really do it properly. Here, I've done it. I've done it with uh, one time. We made it with um, a Fano Water Day where we actually were throwing in the the compostable plates as well. So we did all the plates, threw the plates in as well. Also, it doesn't have to be all all food. No. If it's compostable, you can put it in there. Wash and squash your recyclables. Yes, very important. We penate the hangarua, how to recycle, cans, glass, plastic, cardboard, food scraps and waste. So in a perfect world, you would probably walk away from the mono with, again, the, the goal is zero waste. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that is, that's it. At Kirikirirua Marae, outside of the house, the Kuhuna, Penny has created gardens using the Bukashi. Yeah, so this garden here, all of this under here is all, um, was all food scraps, all from Bukashi over, the, over those 35 wheelie bins came in here. And, and what we've grown in here pretty much is our mouldy corn. So this is the white mouldy corn. And also we've grown uh, hui gourds. Oh, gourds, yes. So we've grown them near this. This one's just a self-seed. This has just come up. And what we've found, that things grown in Bakashi just grow really fertile. well. Fertile. Yeah, very fertile, very um, prolific growing. And uh, we grow all our hui, all our, right over this uh, thing just gets covered in hui. Yeah. But we see this is a uh, civil defence um, water tank. The Kohangareo is doing its bit too by recycling, and at nearby gardens, Pene grows gourds or hue. He even recycles these. And that's what we're finding at our, at our community houses, Kohanga, they were only really wanting one bin like this. Glass yeah. cans, yeah. plastic bottles. Because uh, a lot of the time still they need to take them from here and put them in the, in the council's bins to, to be picked up from the curbside. So, and these are these hui that we grow. This, this is this year's lot up there. Oh. Yeah, so we put them up there to dry and uh, keep them away from rats and things. So, um, yeah, that, so that's what we do, and I do it in my te atarangi. We grow, we grow them, we do that, and then we make them for um, for for uh, babies whenua. Oh, nice! Yeah, like yeah. a little. How does a hui work with babies whenua? Do you? Yeah, open it up and then they can, yeah, yeah. Um, one of our cousins, uh, Hene Wirangi, 
uh, kohu uh, Morgan, she showed me how to do that many years ago. So, yeah, that's what we've been teaching um, whānau to do. And so all of those are grown in food scraps. So what happens, we'd end up with two wheelie bins of bakashi in each one of these for each year. So you'd get two wheelie bins in there. And then I'd plant in these ones, I generally planted, this is Māori kumara. There's a Māori kumara, these. Um, and again, it's just for learning and keeping these, um, this kai going. Um, this, this originated from um, uh, Papa Wiramu Tafai over in Omaio. And I think originally was one of um, uh, Del Wehongi's, um, the kumara that came back, that she brought back from... Um, so you're talking about the seeds? The seeds, The seeds yeah. that came over. Yeah, so we keep the, we just keep these going. Um, yeah, and it's a bit of learning. And again, all grown in uh, bakashi compost. Penny, with bakashi, to me, to people who obviously can't see this, it just looks like a one metre by two metre kind of um, plant, like huge plant box. It looks like just soil with a bit of bark, but this is actually bakashi. No, well, it's, it, it's, it's been broken down. It's, what happens, bakashi, we put the bakashi goes underneath it and then we co- put a covering over it. And then what happens, the worms get to it and the worms finish it off and turn it back to soil. So you can lift that and and it's just writhing with worms under there. So that's why that kind of looks like, because it is, it's got compost, some compost on top of that, sort of general compost as well on top, because you've still got to keep putting back a a soil layer on top. Mm. From the building Takuhuna, we make our way towards the far side of the marae to a large cage where there are two wheelie bins full of bakashi, the fermented organic waste. It's quite a large space here, eh? It is. Yeah. It is a big... So this is our recycling cage. We originally had that over here. When we first started, Parakuri was here, we had it right, we had the cage right beside the kitchen. And I said, that's where we need to have it, so it would be used. And then the marae wanted to extend the, the paikitinga, this whare, and so my um, Parakuri ended up down there, which is not... When we talk about um, permaculture, you need it to be close. Fano probably are not really that keen to take it all the way down here. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it still kind of kind of worked. This cage was funded through Lions. We got a little bit of funding to get a nice sort of uh, fence it all off because in the in the early days we got a lot of students finishing up uni. Yeah. And then filling our bins up with their stuff. Yeah, what do you mean, finishing up uni and then... F- yeah, finishing their studies and then just come finding a bin and firing all these, filling our bins up. God, the cheek! <laughs> yeah. So here's a bakashi, this one. Oh, there's a bakashi bin in there? Yeah, I didn't even know this one was... Oh, yeah, so you have to... Yeah, so this one is uh, there. And you um, drain it off down there. And so that's... I know I used to have um, about three of these running at once, but we're down to one. Um, we've had a few problems with rats lately because um, not everyone's using these and they're th- throwing them in here, and so we're getting some. Ra- we've had some rat problems this year. Oh, mixed in terms of glass and plastic. Yeah, glass plastics, and um, they take. Yeah, we these get emptied every couple of weeks, so we're doing like bulk amount out of the out of here. Um, this gets emptied at least uh, once every three weeks. This we had we we had hungry bins worm farms here, 
Um, but they were, um, yep, I would turn my back and someone would have tipped the boil up in them. Yeah, we had five here and they're all now at my place. I've slowly, they all, I uh, left two here and then just this year, yeah, lifted the lid up and again my worms had been killed by oh, people no. just tipping. Yeah. You can't, you know, those are the sort of things that, um, so yeah, they're at my house. Waste and um, recyclables, we've just gone more and more trying to deal with more more recyclables and more waste because this place is just so busy. Busy. Busy, busy. So um, I've yeah, I collected a, a bit, of, bit of stats here for, for Kitty Kitty Raw particularly because um, I guess I try and walk, walk my talk. I could, I could probably walk a lot better. Um, but over the, over the seven years that we've been here, we, um, being an urban marae, we, we don't have access uh, to pigs or to, to chickens to eat our food scraps. So the first thing we, we thought is we thought we need to um, trial out this uh, bakashi composting. And so here at Kirikiri Raw, over the years, we've made 35 wheelie bins of, of um, bakashi. So we've done 35 of those, and then we've done lots of cardboard cages, um, big um, triple wheelie bins of plastics and uh, cans from here. And um, so that's the marae here. The marae, we not only is the marae, but we also have a kohanga reo. We also have te kohau health. Uh, we have the, um, the kohanga national office downstairs. We also have some kura running in the in this uh, buildings over here at Takuhuna. So we have a lot of we deal with a lot of waste. So it's not just the marae waste when you have a hui for the Komatua today. It's it's actually this whole community. Community that sort of scale was only sort of seen at um, you know marae like Tūranga Waiwe, the bigger marae and the urban marae, sort of the scale that we do. So we we have thirty five marae here in Waikato from uh, Peel Peel in the south to um, Ngahaui Far is one of our marae, but they've sort of haven't really picked up the baton. The baton's been laid there, but we're still waiting. Um, we're out, out, out west out to Maketu, out at Kafia and Waipapa Marae and Ōkapu out there, and to the east we go to Tapapa Marae on the way to Rotorua. That's to the east. So pretty much in that from, that's our rohi that we... we, we um, we administer parakore too. And out of those 35, 30, 34 are on board with the kaupapa? I wouldn't say 34 are on board. I would say probably probably about half of them would be on board. Mm. And I'd say half would be kind of picky menga heki, ups and downs of it. Uh, some took a while to get going. Uh, we didn't find that uh, what we look for is a champion to, you know, that person to drive the, the kaupapa. Sometimes our marae take a while to find that person uh, to, to drive it. And yeah. so when that person comes out, then, the, then parakore on that marae takes off. What our statistics and our, and our research shows is that whenever we've done a waste audit or we've looked at the rubbish in a, in a bag, on our marae, pretty much half of it is uh, food scraps, is, is uh, food waste. Because what we've found is that... Um, the mana of our marais and how well we, we manaki our, our manuhiri, how well we feed them. And really, to be honest, we overdo it. We cook too much. 
and sometimes we cook the wrong, too much of the wrong food, um, and sometimes that wrong food or too much, the hui finishes, and it's not like the old days where we just park up and and eat all the food, and then then we can go. And in the old days, we would stay until the food was gone, and then we'd move on. These days, uh, in the world we live in, we we rush in, we ru- we rush home to our marae, do our kaupapa, and we rush rush back. And a lot of the time. We've got lots of food scraps, leftovers, and most, most of our marae don't want to see uh, food scraps going in, in uh, bins and in, in uh, pots because they never go back. Mm. So what I, that's probably the second thing I, I tell marae. I, I just tell it how it is. I tell them, look, our problem is we cook too much. <laughs> and it's a bit of humour, but it's, it's, it's fact because... Um, one year at the Korone, at the Koronehan, I, I was talking with uh, one of the, the 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 cooks out the back of um, Kimiora, and she said she said to me, they were really wrapped this this uh, this day because they've got their um, they'd got their um, their plate sizes right, they were just serving enough to uh, feed the feed the manuhiri, but not overdo it in the, in terms of when they finished they were still you know, they they went wanting to just so portion control, yeah, portion all of that, and then realizing that we weren't having uh, lots of food scraps afterwards. I suppose the thing is, they are scared of running out of clay. Yeah, and and it's all of that. There's that kind of thing that that runs through our people's minds about you know mana and manaki and all of those things. But that's the kind of what what we say is parakori. That is parakori. Parakori is not. At the uh, end of the hui, yeah, it's sorting done. out the rubbish. It's right at the beginning of it, thinking about okay, how can we do it? As the word, the, the catch cry for everything now is be smarter, be efficient, um, but not but not to the detriment of our mana and and how we how, how us as Maori we look after each other and, and our our manuhiri. So our last region to sign into Parakuri was um, uh, Ruapehu. Uh, took a couple. It uh, took a few years to get Ruapehu on board, um, and how they came on board was because um, Koti Wilson, who was the the tumwaki of the Kurukaupapa Māori or uh, Maungaromo in Ohakuni, she brought her. She came to um, Koronehana and saw Parakore and, and wanted it. Um, so how we got it out there into the regions was that because we were only really mandated to to do parakori in Waikato, whenever we were at it some had some other kaupapa, like for myself, I, I like to snowboard. And so while I was snowboarding, <laughs> I, I would go and see, see Maungarong, go down and see the marae, and go, oh, well, okay, I see the koti, I'll be there. Oh, snow's good. Um, so I did started uh, getting in, in there because you need to get a marae going and that will give an example to the to the region, so they so when they take that to the council, they've got they've got some uh, facts to show them and and people to to back the the application, mm. and so that that's how Ruapehu came on board. And I think it's pretty much at the at the start we kind of said, okay, we'll we'll get it going good, now we'll get it going well here in Waikato, and then we'll just slowly branch out. But we couldn't because people would just it started to. The applications, the uh, partai, the the tunnel were coming in thick and fast, so we just 
that people wanted to take on parakore they wanted to take on parakore but for us we were just running on an oily rag and then after that we needed them to start um, lobbying their their councils and lobbying their their um their 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 trust boards and getting backing for for an application can't buy yeah that's fantastic um so give us a brief run rundown please uh penny on how para Korea works you need to sit down with the whanau what is recyclable first. Even though recycling is now quite widely done yeah. in a lot of the councils now, you still got to update whanau about uh, the latest and uh, what's recyclable and what's not. Uh, that's the first thing. We need to get that education in place. And then that informs what they could do about um, thinking about alternatives. Instead of using those sort of uh, packaging or that type, there may be other ways that we can get our foodstuffs in without packaging. So that, that's uh, the first thing. And then after that comes the signage. And signage is about as good as someone, someone who reads it. We can, yeah. we can put signs all over the place. And um, the thing is, the, um, as you know, when we have our tangi and, and we have lots of hui going on, things can be pretty hectic. And so a lot of the time you've got to have, the, you've, you've got to have that person there and you've got to have the, them on board, whoever hires the marae, that they know that this is a parakore marae and these are the gears that we have. So we have crates uh, for sorting your recyclables into cans, plastics and glass. Uh, we also have um, containers for cardboard, plastics. We also have um, worm farms. We have um, bakashi and we also do pellet composting all for um, compostable waste, food waste and all of those sort of things. Ai, he he he, whakatauki tā tō mātou i konei. Uh, tēnei tukuna i tikuna tu tērā o ngā whakatauki uh, riro whenua atu, hoki whenua mai. Uh, I, I hanga whakarereke hea te, te whakatauki ki a ki atu, uh, riro taonga mai, hoki taonga atu. I te mea Ka, ka riru i a mātou ngā taonga papaturnik hei, hei aha, hei, 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 hei oranga mo tātou ko tā tātou kohoa kia, kia aia kia papaturnik me whakahoki he taonga atu kia aia kaua e hoa atu whakahoki he, he para <laughs> 